0: The Detroit Free Press presents Talkin' Lions, your audio home for all things Honolulu blue and silver. Here is your host from the Detroit Free Press, Dave Burkett.
1: Dave Burkett here along with Carlos Menara is uh, Freep.com. Carlos comes on in and joins me now. And Carlos... what was Seasons over yesterday. It seems like we it. Well, not here in <laughs> Allen Park here, but yeah, it seemed like we just wrapped up the season yesterday, and then today Matthew Stafford talked, Matt Patricia, and most importantly, I think Bob Quinn. Uh, they all held their season-ending news conferences, and you know, you just said something here before we uh, before we started recording that you know I think is is pretty uh, you know pertinent to today that that Bob. Um, you know, I, I think typically Bob's the guy that he's he's fairly forthright in these things where he'll answer questions as much as he can. Um, you know, typically shed some information, uh, you know, shed some light on, on things. Uh, but today it seemed like he was maybe didn't have as many answers as usual. And, um, you know, I think on one hand, you, you know, you sort of expect that, that um, there's obviously a very, uh, you know, the message that they want to, uh, both Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia that they want to, to share with the fans is, is very coordinated, right? I mean, they, they've talked about injuries and being close in games and, you know, all these, these leads that they've had, and, and, and they're close. But um, to a man, no one seemed to be able to say how this team can get over the hump next year, and that's really the big question right now is coming off a, a 3-12-1 season, what can the Lions do to take that step forward and become playoff contenders next year? And as you said, it just doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of answers right now.
0: Yeah, uh, it it was hard. I mean, even Quinn seemed to just be you know rattling off the litany of all the problems. You know the the injuries, the you know uh, uh, the, the roster stuff, the the holding the, the the leads, the you know blowing leads late. Um, you know, it just there just didn't seem to be a, a good grasp. And he said, you know, if I had the answer, you know, I right. had a crystal ball, I'd, I'd solve it. We wouldn't have all these problems. So uh, that is understandable. Um, And it is. It's a hard season to judge. And I think that, you know, it's easy to be frustrated. It's easy to to want to just say, you know, the record is what the record is, Uh, especially after two years. I've said that. You've said that. um, And get rid of them. And certainly, I don't think there would have been a lot of... Uh, people angry or upset or whatever if they had been fired, but you can also see the point that they're making that Bob Quinn did mention all the different guys that were on IR, all the different guys they signed off of practice squads who were playing significant roles late in the season, um, and still keep the team you know competitive and, and holding leads and all that stuff. Um, so th- there's something to be said for that. But at the end of the day, there was a lot of I mean Bob Quinn said himself you know there was you know head scratching. The staff is looking at these games. There doesn't seem to be some, some common thread to why they're losing the games. Um, right. And that's almost more worrisome when that's you can't point damage. to something. Um, but that's also reality. Reality is gray most of the time. It's not black and white. We have a bad quarterback. We have a bad kicker. We have a bad whatever. This is it. You know, It's a play here and there, a drop pass, or whatever it is, a blown assignment. A, you know, um, And that's really what it came down to, I think, in a lot of cases. I mean, like someone pointed out yesterday on Twitter that, the uh, Packers beat the Lions twice and never held the lead for yeah. a single second in either game. You know, it came down to last-second kill uh, goals.
1: Well, I, I think to your point, you know, it, it's it's easier to understand, it's easier to to stomach. I think when you have. When, it's, when you can point and say it's a kicker's fault, right? Like yes. the Chicago Bears last year, so many problems with their special teams and their kicking, and then you go out and you, you try to sign a kicker, and, and maybe that, that solves them, and, and you can take that step forward. And Or if it's a quarterback, right? Well, we need to get a young quarterback. We need to find our franchise. Well, here with the Lions, you know, they, they think Matthew Stafford is a guy that's going to lead them into the future. They think Matthew Stafford's going to be healthy going forward. They don't have problems with, with the kicking game. I mean, certainly I think there are some problems defensively, You know, you and I have both acknowledged that. But, you know, I I think internally they don't maybe think the problems run as deep as we do, you know, and and whether it's in Bob, you know, he did say they'll evaluate coaches and scheme and players and everything this offseason as they always do. But um, it's not going to be one of these wholesale changes. There's going to be a lot of new faces, but not wholesale changes. It's going to be the same system, no matter who the defensive coordinator is, it's going to be a lot of the same players because they've already gone out and got some of the guys that they feel are foundational pieces. And Bob even said it. He thinks they, you know, their their talent matches up better with some of the playoff teams in their own division now than it did a couple of years ago. You could almost hear, especially sticking with the defense, you,
0: which is the big problem this year, right. you could almost see, and, and Quinn, if you read his or you look at his his statement about the defense he kind of lays out the argument that you could almost see him laying out to the Fords when they had their meeting is if, what if Deshaun Hand wasn't hurt most of the year? What if Snacks had been the player, you know, they expect him to be an A-level player and he was a B right. or probably less than a B player most of the year? You know, Jelani Tavai, tough position to play, linebacker in the NFL. Um, Justin Coleman played well at the beginning, had a dip in the middle, played okay in the end. You know, like you could almost see him laying out this whole scenario of, Certain players didn't really play up to
1: expectations. Um, my 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 response to that though would be whose fault is that? Yes. Right? Is that the players, or are you you know not properly evaluating the players, or well, taking some of these injury risks that you shouldn't have? The coaching staffs for not getting the most out of them. I mean, yeah. that's where the it's frustrating to not have the answers.
0: Yes, and I and I think that's that's the unsaid part of this is. Uh, I mean, you asked specifically. People asked about Quandary Diggs. You asked specifically, did you regret that? And he said no, Mike. That was our, our friend of the program, Mike Ross. Mike Rostine. So um, I'm sorry. Uh, so don't confuse me with uh, him. I'm sorry, you come guys on, Rostin. Yeah. <laughs> I sit in the cheap seats. I, I never get to see who's talking. But um, yeah, and that was and, and that was the thing where he explained it. While we felt good about how Will Harris was playing, and then Tracy Walker gets hurt right after the trade, so then they're kind of short-handed and. You know, um, so that's the thing where he, he's never going to sit there and say, I regret that decision, where well, I not. screwed that right. up. You know, I shouldn't have paid Mike Daniels. This much money to get what production out of him. And, you know, the dish on Hand, you can't tell who's going to be hurt or whatever all the time. You, sure, you certainly probably wouldn't have expected Snacks to not be as effective as he was. Um, so there's there's yeah. there's some give and take there. You know you should have been more judicious about certain things. Uh, other things you couldn't have seen coming. Um, you know maybe some of it is coaching. Right. Um, I doubt it's the case with snacks, but you know sometimes it is maybe. I, I think
1: you know hindsight is always twenty twenty in these these scenarios. So it's not you know look we're 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 talking with the benefit of hindsight obviously, but. You know, when you look back, are you going to say, well, you draft a linebacker that had a shoulder injury and then he gets another one? Maybe that's a risk you shouldn't have taken, right? Or or snacks. He's already – this is essentially his third contract, you know, an extension. And do you really pay, you know, 30-plus-year-old defensive lineman, give them new money? I mean, that's – you know a lot of people we us too we we point to you know the Patriot Way, and they're trying to to build this thing like the Patriots do. well, the Patriots don't do that you know they don't give these guys that sort of contract, and yeah they you know sometimes they hit on some of these guys that have been cast off, you know oftentimes they do um but you know I think when you have when you have you know a roster of guys full of those questions, eventually some of them are going to come back to bite you and and maybe you know that's what's what's happened in some ways to to the lions i mean again, I think the injuries are. You know, a valid excuse in a lot of ways in terms of um, or a valid explanation, I should say, in terms of what's gone wrong on the field this year. Um, but to me, they don't excuse what's gone on because you have to prepare for it. That's life in the NFL. And there's been, you know, there were so many issues before, you know, the thing really went sideways when Matthew Stafford went down, especially defensively, that. Um, you know, I just I think I understand all the fans' frustration out there, and I have my own doubts going forward about how this thing gets fixed and whether they can take a big enough leap next year. You know, Matthew uh, Matt Patricia talked about, and Matthew Stafford talked about, it was clearly a message that that Matt Patricia told players today that you know how x number of teams every year make the leap from non-playoffs to playoffs. You know, five this year, and yeah. and you know, there's always a, a worse to first scenario, and and the Lions they they need to make that jump next year, but. I have my doubts that they that they can do it.
0: Well, I think that uh, it, it's fair to have those doubts. Um, it depends on what they do as far as adding the pieces on defense, you know, and who's in charge of that defense. Uh, it's outright, be Patricia. Outright, yeah. yeah. You know, not having a puppet defensive coordinator, but having the guy, you know, having him be accountable for that, um, and. You know, the big thing is, obviously, I think that, you know, people just don't talk about it enough because they pretend it's not an issue, but it was Matthew Stafford. If he doesn't get hurt, I mean, even I think Quinn even said, you know, uh, Jeff Driscoll played well enough um, in two out of those three games that he played to win the game, meaning if the defense had played better, you know, they would have won those games. So, um, yeah, I mean, certainly with Stafford, you have a much better chance. That's going to be a big question. And... Bob Quinn says that's in play. They might draft a quarterback. It's not totally out of the realm of possibility. It's, not it's probably not it's happening. Not happening but uh but he knows that other teams will be interested and they can move down and whatever else. Um but they do need to address that position. We talked to Stafford in the locker room about it too. And you know, they can't use that as an excuse, I think. I mean yep. I think the Fords were willing to accept it this year that listen, yeah, Stafford was playing well, the offense was playing well, and if Stafford doesn't get hurt, which was an anomaly since his second year you know he's played every game yep. for you know whatever however many years eight years so you didn't expect it but now certainly you have to be prepared for that no matter what Stafford says he's going to be he can throw right now he feels yep. good he's going to be ready for the offseason program in April but you can't bet on that you can't just hope that he's going to be at 32 yep.
1: with coming off two different back injuries he, he's going to be ready. I know he said he's not worried about it I mean it's two back injuries and i would be worried and even if you're not you have to i mean it's just it's negligence to to not have insurance at that position and bob did say that you know maybe he'll be willing to spend a little more money on the backup quarterback position it's tough obviously when you're paying a quarterback so much money but look matthew's number the cap number has has come down now in comparison to other you know, quarterback situations around the league, so maybe the Lions do have a little more flexibility to go out and get that backup quarterback to, to backstop that. You, you know, you mentioned the one question that Mike asked about Quandre. The one question that I asked Bob, or, or you know one of the questions, I guess, that that just, you know, when I asked him to to defend bringing Matt, Patricia back for a third season, you know, and, and coming off, um, you know, what, what's changed from when nine wins wasn't good enough to now nine being in a couple years? You know, he it wasn't like the... the I don't know, it, you know, it didn't. It, it just wasn't like the, the best defense of Matt. Like, hey, you know, we're, we got this G. It, it was more about, hey, you know, the Fords didn't want to rebuild and everything. And, and they didn't want to start in the basement again. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I know we've had this discussion before, but that's not a reason to me to not make a change. I mean, like, that just, I don't know. There's It left me with a lot more questions about going forward, you know, the direction of this team and, you know, why buy in? I guess. I mean, what what real reason is there to expect change going forward? Other than I, and I agree with him on on some level that you know what I I do think early on in the season we saw, and I think we talked about it early on in the year. The roster seemed better. You know, they, it seemed like the offense was playing better. It seemed like they still didn't have any of those real blue chip players. Um, you know, outside of you know maybe Stafford because he was playing well in, in Galladay, but you know defensively they didn't have a whole lot of playmakers. But it seemed like overall they were they were on a better track. But um I don't know. So maybe the opportunity to get one of those blue chip players at the top of the draft now really, really helps them out.
0: Well I think that's that
1: was a that
0: was a very interesting answer because it wasn't it wasn't so much of look at what we've done. It's do you wanna what's the alternative? The alternative is It's a good way to put it potential, you know, rebuild from nothing. Because obviously the Packers didn't fire Mike McCarthy and start over. And, you know, because look at what would have happened if they had hired somebody like, you know, Matt LaFleur. They would have started from the basement, Dave. And where would the Packers be today? Right? Yeah. Number one seed in the NFC. That's where they would have been. You cannot, like you say, you can't be afraid of making a change. You know, that's not a good answer. I would have rather seen Bob Quinn say... Listen, our evaluation process is better. We, you know, our, our whatever, you know, our long-term goals are meshing better with our short-term goals. You know, this and that. Look at, the, look at how much we've improved here and there, whatever, over two seasons, not even just this season. Because I think that, that would be a better defense for Bob Quinn to say, look at what we've done in two seasons versus just this season. which he called abnormal, yep. um, and for various reasons. Um, so that really isn't a good answer. Of well, look at it could be. Don't break up with me because look at look who's out there. You could get yeah. a you could get a much worse boyfriend. I'm I'm better. I'm yeah. you know I'm terrible to you, but I'm there could, there could be worse options. I mean that's not a good wait, answer.
1: Wait, didn't I use that? We were talking about girlfriends. You sisters. Weird, yeah, yeah, you made it weird like that before. But I, I tried not I, to make it weird. I want to go back and watch the tape on that one because I I think I watch put the that tape. In, yeah, exactly. But no, I I, I think you know. Um, just the, the 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 point is that right at the end of the day like th- they need to make a huge leap forward next year And how are they going to do that? Is it going to be players? Is it going to be coaches? Is it going to be scheme is going to be all of it? What you know, what are these changes going to be and? No one had any clear answers and I understand it's January. It's not even January, but you know It's the the first day after the season so maybe there aren't these you know, you don't know exactly what path you're going to go down, but uh, I just think you know coming off a season when it was so disappointing um, it just i don't know it, it still left me feeling a little empty walking away from from the news conferences today okay
0: so so here's a question is is it better for patricia to just to take the reins of this thing defensively or defensively, you're to, talking defensively about? or to go get a defensive coordinator and have definitely some influence and input on what's happening
1: well, but do that and and function more as the head coach executive guy you know I think it's unrealistic for the Lions to go out and get a defensive coordinator that would have a drastically different philosophy, scheme, whatever, because they've already built this defense in Patricia's image. And, you know, I've said it before, right? Maybe you could get a a Gerard Mayo. I don't know why he would leave the Patriots, you know, to come do this, other than maybe his relationship with Matt. Or maybe Steve Gregory is the young assistant that they really feel comfortable with, you know, handing the reins of the defense to. Um, So, you know, there's a different mindset in there I guess but you can't go out and hire a, a completely new coordinator right. who so it's but somebody it's who could still,
0: work within the confines of the players that they have.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I don't know because I think Patricia has been very involved with this from day one and I think he will be. That's he's he's a very hands-on coach when it right. comes to that and I don't ever see that changing. I mean, he's we 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 talked about it from from year 1 where he would have his back turned on the offense at times because he's coaching those guys, you know, and and it's good in one way that he's interacting with those guys, but that's also, I mean, that, that tells you, you know, how involved he is on that side right. of the ball, and it's Daryl Bevel's offense, and, and there's a pretty clear, you know, delineation there, so I don't know that um, bringing in a new coordinator is, is going to drastically change things. I, I just think Kind of back to what we were talking about earlier, right, where, well, you don't want to start over from the basement. Well, if you're starting over with a new regime, like, why would you be at the basement if you feel that you have enough parts and and pieces in place now that that you're not in the basement, you know, that that you think this is is an abnormal season? So, um, you know, I I don't know. I just keep... um, I know my thoughts are kind of all over here, but I'm just a little, you know, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't provide much, much hopefulness, I guess, to to those Lions fans out there looking for for some hopefulness. I just,
0: I, I hope that he has enough. Patricia has enough, you know, people that he trusts, the sounding boards, you know, somebody, you know, a veteran voice, whoever it might be who he can count on, and maybe that that's Pascaloni now, maybe, but but somebody that he could really work off of and with, as far as you know. Um, Doing what he needs to do to tweak that defense. Um, because, I mean, I think, I think you know, Trey Flowers was probably played a little bit too early with that shoulder problem. And uh, Snacks just was, he was a blue chip player coming into the season. You thought he's going to be just as effective as he was last year. Um, having those two guys, two star players that you're counting on.
1: Not help you early in the season um, was hard, you know, and I think
0: that's that's difficult to
1: overcome. Darius Slay was hurt early on too. And Let's Darius not Slay, forget that, you know, he was dealing with the hamstring. I think it was Darius early Slay.
0: Quandry had a little bit of an injury too. For he missed a couple right games right they him. Right before. So that you know, all those little things, you know, I mean, you have to have enough. Uh, I don't know what it might be, brain power to sort of like overcome that, and and how do we how do we disguise things? How do we mix in different guys? Um, uh, because it wasn't enough this year, you know. I mean, you have to be prepared for that. People are always going to get hurt, you know. I right. think it was a little bit more than they expected this year. But um, who yeah. could it be? Who could could you bring in a Gerard Mayo that you really count on that you could really lean on and say, you know, what do we do here? What what can we as smart as Matt Patricia is and experienced with his defense, you know, another voice that you can count on might not hurt.
1: Well, I think you you know you'd like to think, and you know, I don't I don't know enough about Mayo to say this for certain, but. I mean, he's he, he played recently in the NFL and at a very high level, so a guy like that would have, you know, he would instantly connect with a lot of the locker room, I think, have some instant respect, whereas, you know, Pasquale only is 70 years old, so it's a different, you know, you're talking of a, di- a different generation there, and obviously he knows a lot of football. That's not saying anything about that, but you're connecting on a different level with a young guy. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, look, you know, the, uh, the Lions had a lot of things go wrong this year, right? I, I don't The injuries, yes, they're a factor, but, you know, I don't, you know, Mike Rothstein, again, friend of the program, you know, he pointed out when we were sitting in that room back there that they had five guys in injury reserve at Thanksgiving. So it's not like... Yes, injuries were a factor, but it's not like it was this abnormal amount of injuries. I think it was the Packers in 2011 or whenever they won the Super Bowl. I remember being at the Super Bowl and they had 18 guys on injury reserve. It's not something you can't overcome. You know, the Steelers, we've talked about that before, to very key positions just like the Lions came within a whisker of making the playoffs. Not good enough. You know, the Lions don't want to be there, but that's why this, the end of the season, nine straight losses, the way things snowball, that's why it feels so bad, too. Yeah,
0: it's it's it, it, you, you have to, and that's that's Bob Quinn, you know, with with uh, with the depth, you know, that was a question that was it was related to it was the yep. depth, you know, do you have enough, an and and that's where he kind of said, well, we had, it, but you know, we everybody was hurt right. and this and that, um, so he's kind of right. There were a lot of guys
1: on IR, not up until Thanksgiving, only five. That's not that many. Um, so a lot of those guys went on IR. When the season got out of hand. I mean, talking to Mike Daniels right. today, he said he could have played. He said he could play a game if it was next week. Right. But, you know, when the season got out of hand, they put him on IR. I mean, yeah. I don't know if he wouldn't have had an impact. I mean, you know, he would, I mean just right. judging by what he did this year, he's hurt all season. Yeah. But that's surely uh, signing the Lions wish they had back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be tough for them to, to find. I mean, I, I, think that the, I think that the depth was okay. This year, I don't think it was a big thing where, like you said, they didn't have blue chip players, yep. but they had enough players, enough guys who could step in and, you know, whether they're rookies or some free agent guys um, to, 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 to stay competitive. You know, they weren't out there getting man I mean, like yesterday, we talked about it right yep. now with all the guys out there running around on defense and
1: still Holding the lead, you know? And I don't... See, that's another excuse that I don't totally buy. I mean, yes, they led in 14 and 16 games. I think it was six six or seven games that they had to lead in the second half that they lost. You know, but... It's close games in the NFL. Like every yeah. game is close. They they line. talk about that all the time, right? There you know, seventy five percent of games are within a touchdown or whatever. It's supposed to be close. You don't get any award for playing in a bunch of close games. You get it for winning games. And the Lions didn't do that this year. And I know they've talked about finishing. We gotta finish. We gotta learn how to finish better, you know. So that's gonna be a big focus of the offseason. But I don't know. I think I don't know that that's the right focus. I think the right focus needs to be better players, better you know coaches, better scheme, whatever it is. Like I think that's what's going to put them over the top. Not, hey, we we're going to learn how to finish better. That's just that's a little too broad for me to, uh, you know, without hearing more specifics of how you go about doing that to say, yep, that's the ticket. All of a sudden, you're going to win ten games next year.
0: I think I think one of the things that's going to be interesting is to see how and and Stafford would play a big part in this because I think the offense. Um, Definitely when Stafford left, I don't remember enough about when he was still playing, but when you, Jeff Driscoll was in there, David Blau, like uh, last yesterday's game was a good example of it where they had the lead. It was a seven, ten-point lead, seven-point lead, something like that. And the Lions just shut it down. They just went conservative. We're just going to run the ball every single time. You know, maybe a short little pass here and there, you know, on third down. But it was like run, run, run. And... The Packers shut it down. They just loaded the box, they shut it down, and they kept the Lions what did you say? A thirteen second drive on one on yeah. one of the last drives for the Lions, you know? Three and out punt they need fifty yards to get a field goal. And thirteen seconds and, and this goal. is the thing. I mean, at the end of the first half, when they had when they had the seventeen to three lead, you know, I mean, David Blau was actually playing well. He was starting to throw the ball, hit his receivers. He was playing better than Aaron Rodgers, you know. And I mean he was he was. At that time he was and he was he you could see him feeling comfortable and then they had the lead and it was like well let's just shut it down and run the ball now let's not let's not have any turnovers and whatever and then he starts pressing he throws the one bad interception you know which they're oh my god interception you can never have that in the NFL never throw the ball He again. was
1: 13 of 29. I mean
0: I will disagree with you At that the he beginning was he struggled. Great. At the beginning he struggled In the middle he he was pretty good. I would have let him kept throwing the ball and that's what I mean the Packers threw on fourth down. You know, they threw on whatever it was, fourth and one they threw. You know, you can't be scared. And, yes, it's Aaron Rodgers, but you can't be scared to to get yards, you know. And if you're just going to be conservative, this is what happens. This is how you don't finish games one of the ways. I mean, part of it is defensively you have to hold leads as well. But when your defense isn't up to – when you have Steve Long running around out there, you know, your offense has to do a little bit more. And that's where I think that just – and I don't know if this is Patricia's mindset of the with the defense of being conservative and let's not screw up and let's play a lot of defensive backs and and don't break and is that does that translate to the offense as well? I,
1: I don't have it in front of me and it's going to take me a minute to find on my phone, so I'm not going to do it. But you know, I mentioned that when we were in the room, the the Edge Sports their coaches rankings part of that a lot a lot of that. This is a, a you know statistical analytical site. Patricia checked in 31st of NFL head coaches this year. Um, and a lot of that is based on that, you know, how conservative are you versus how willing to take some of those chances are you and put your team in better positions. And I think that goes for as much as people, you know, really like what happened on offense this year. And I think Daryl Bevel did a good job uh, both with Matthew Stafford and when he was forced to make quarterback changes. You look at the Lions production, so much of it came in the first quarter. They were one of the best first quarter teams in the NFL this year. And then things just fell off a cliff after that. And, I think that's one thing that I it concerns me about the offense going forward that that has to change that you know Bevel had these these really good opening game scripts a lot of times but then at once they got out of that script the defenses were able to to shut the Lions' offense down or at least really you know stop the bleeding in a lot of ways and so you know that's one thing I think they need to fix as well they need to you're right that you know I don't know so much about with Blau because you know. He's David Blau, third-string quarterback. You know, the Lions were going to struggle to move the ball there. Um, but overall, I think they need to keep the foot on the gas a little bit more, keep attacking, uh, and, and maybe that helps them sustain those leads a little bit better because I think fault – the defense had a really rough year, but I think there's a lot of fault that lies in the offense with that too. Yeah, and I think when you had, when you had you know, Kenny
0: Galladay running around and Marvin Jones and yep. Amendola these guys, you know, and even the running backs were pretty good this year, you know. I mean, they – when that's when that's something you can count on, you know, keep doing it, keep using them, um, get them involved, and I think Daryl Bevel, and that's a question of how much is it Bevel, not, you know, having the right, uh, uh, drawing up the right plays or making the right calls, or how much of it is maybe Patricia saying, let's let's not make sure. stupid and take unnecessary chances here. You know, there has to be a blend of both. You have to be smart when you really need to, when you know the game's online or whatever. You can understand that. Don't you know? Don't. Don't throw at the goal line with the Super Bowl on the line, right? Um, give it to, to Marshawn Lynch. But right. in other cases, you know, keep it up. Well, you, you, go, you got the hot hand. You got David Lau, You know, like, he's feeling good. He's throwing the ball. doesn't get to throw the ball a lot. Don't throw the ball if he's doing well. Keep, keep riding with that. Keep feeding him. Um, so that's going to be a good question, like, going into next season. And as we saw Stafford with the trust me thing, you know, there was probably some frustration early on with that, too, of, like, listen, I know what I'm doing here. You know, let me. Yeah. Don't handcuff me so much. Let's not handcuff the offense when it's playing
1: well. Bevel did give the ball to his Marshawn Lynch yesterday on fourth and one. Carry him plunged in, got that uh, that touchdown. Um, all right, so let's let's wrap it up. I mean, again, you know, Bob Quinn, we'll, you know, we'll be talking about this for a couple days, weeks, uh, even just sort of dissecting what he said and what it means for the off season. But was there anything else today that you heard from the locker room, from Matt Patricia, from Bob that that stood out? Any other nuggets of info that we should share with? You know the viewers, the listeners out there. Before we uh, sign off until the spring, I guess.
0: Well, uh, I mean, I talked to uh, to Karen Johnson in the locker room today before we left, and he just said that uh, you know this year he's going to be able to go in the off season, not hurt, not having to rehab. Um, so that'll be a good off season for him. You know, last year, you know, it was his you know your rookie year. You go through all the camp stuff and the the combine and all that. You don't really get an off season, and then his rookie year, he came off that the left knee injury right. so he was rehabbing this year he doesn't so this would be an interesting offseason for him I think I think that was exciting to watch the potential of what he and Bo Scarborough can do next season if those guys are healthy that could be a nice one-two punch I mean I think you've mentioned it before you know that's that would be a, an interesting uh a mix Ty Johnson mixing it in there for yep. a speed factor um and then Sam Martin was the other guy I talked to other people caught up to him as well the punter said he said uh, he totally had not thought about this at all. Of course, what it, you know, <laughs> what his <laughs> what his future is uh, with the Lions. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And you know, what, Don Muebbak, who I'm not, I didn't talk to today, but Long Snapper, he's also a free agent. And talking to Matt Prater about it today, it's like, man, that battery might change yeah. quite a bit. You know, and I think I think Matt Prater at this level, you're going to find guys you work with, you know, pretty well. But Mulebox been a really consistent snapper you know Martin's had a pretty good career as a holder and you know fairly fairly dependable as a as a punter Um, So it'll be interesting to see what you take for granted that these guys don't screw up most of the time. And then suddenly when you get somebody else in there, you know, then as you know, you can have a lot of problems. So um, hopefully those guys either come back or they find the the right replacements to to keep it going.
1: All right. So I lied. We are going to do one other thing. And just one other note from today, you know, Christian uh, Jones, he did say shoulder surgery is out two to four months. Um, You know, Kenny Wiggins is coming back from his own surgery. Uh, You know, he's a free agent. He's going to be out. Uh, you know, four to six months. So the Lions have a lot of injury issues to, to, to navigate this offseason. Got uh, Kenny Galladay was fine uh, after yesterday uh, when he was pulled out um, to be evaluated for for a brain injury. Um, but all right. So I, since you mentioned Sam Martin and I talked to him uh, briefly too, I'm just going to throw some names out at you real quick. All I want is a yes or no. Are they back next year or not? These are free agents, key players. Okay. Are they back next year or not? Uh, Damon Harrison. No. Uh, I didn't hear his news conference yesterday, but uh, judging by the tone of it, I'm going to say no as well. Most of it was crying, so yeah. I would say no. Okay, uh, Sam Martin. No, say, no. Yeah. no, 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 because I think someone also give him a better offer, probably. No, I think you know, Lions made him take a pay cut this year. Certainly can see him going elsewhere. Don't don't think he'll be back. Uh, and, and agree, somebody's going to pay him a little bit. Of don't think I'm a low ball offer I think. Yeah. I mean he'll ha- he'll have some options, whatever it is. So, uh, Damiel Bach, yes, agree. I I just don't know that he can walk away from football. Thirty eight years old, <laughs> but <laughs> the Lions did add a long snapper for uh, for their uh Jimmy their future's is he back? future's Jimmy contract Landis is today. back. Not Jimmy Landis. <laughs> you watch A. Robinson, who's who talked to the media today as well. A. Robinson, oh, he back no. or, or gone? No, he's gone. Gone. Uh, Graham Glasgow, gone. Gone. I uh, just don't think Lions want to pay how much money he's going to he get. He wants to feel wanted. He wants to feel wanted. But also, Richie Incognito got seven million dollars. Which Richie Incognito is twenty, thirty-seven years old. I'm sorry, Glasgow will be twenty-eight next year. Incognito got seven million a year. Glasgow is going to get paid in free agency. Uh, the Raiders. How much are they
0: paying? Hundred million for ten
1: years. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: Um. <laughs> just remember this, Lions fans. Just be grateful that you're not a Raiders or a Browns fan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Or who are the other major free agents that we're missing? That's that's about all of them, right? Is there Jeff anybody missing? Jeff Driscoll gone. Wow. Hey, how about you? Gone. Gone. Okay. <laughs> we agree on all these. Last one. Darius Slay, gone wow. or back? This will this will end This will do it for us here at the end of the 2019 season. Carlos Darius Slay, here or back or here or gone in 2020. Here, and one of the reasons why is because Bob Quinn said you asked you
0: asked him this one. I know it was you. And he said, "How you asked how many how how many trade offers did you get, or whatever
1: this and that? How serious were there?" And he said, "They were not serious at all." I also asked him if uh, he considers Slay a, a piece of his long term, you know, future. And he said, "I already answered that when he didn't." So I don't know if that. Uh, well, he that said he wouldn't know. answer.
0: He wouldn't talk about any players' contracts because he was right.
1: asked, "Is he going to be here next year?" Do totally different question. Here. And he said, "I'm not going to get into contracts." The first question was. Uh, is it sort of an either or situation? Do you need to extend him? Right. Do you need to trade him? Is there, you know, some right. common ground, whatever? And he said, "I'm not getting into contracts." When I asked him about Slay the second time, do you consider him a, a, a long term part of this, you know, of your future? Well, a part of your long term future. I already answered that. No, he didn't. That
0: was the, that was two two mistakes in reporting. It was one the question you never ask someone a black and white yes or no. Those questions. No, no. Wait, after get you've already and given them a you, chance. No, and then <laughs> when you came back, you should have said this has nothing to do with his contract, Bob. But do you expect him to be a long term? I did say no,
1: you didn't. But then he just went on to the next question. Yeah, he was gonna Check he was, was gonna one. weasel his way out of that. But no, uh, at he some, some point this, he wants to leave his options open because some, if someone's stupid enough to give him two first rounders, sure he'll well, take them. He once said Eric Ebron was going to be part of the future, so I, you know, he didn't. Give the, and no, that he was said. He's under he was, contract now. That's what he said. He's under contract said, right
0: now. And then they got rid of. They didn't yeah, renew. They dropped him.
1: Well, regardless, uh my <laughs> you him. I'm going to say no. Still, I mean, again, nope. I know we talked about this the other day. That I'm sort of in the minority now. That I, I, you know, because there's a win now mandate, and and you know because you know Slay has after he took that Quandre Diggs trade very hard. Um, you know, it's not like he was, it's not like he's disruptive in the locker room or anything. I mean, let's let's make that very clear, you know, but I think those initial comments, you know, Matt Patricia knew how the trade was going to sit with Darius Slay, and he, you know, sort of knew that, that Slay was going to speak his mind about that. Um, and so I think a lot of people looked at that as, uh-oh, you know, he, he's really speaking out. And, and he did, but that's, I mean, that that's secondary, I guess, to, to why I think that. I think he still wants money, right? He still wants a new contract. I think the Lions... No matter how serious those talks are not got, they did have some some trade conversations around the deadline with him. They will have some more trade conversations with him uh, before the draft. I think there'll be enough compensation. I think the Lions will sign a free agent cornerback. Rashawn Melvin's a free agent as well. Um, I think they can spend some money there, given the, the uh, you know, Tracy Walker and Will Harris both being on cheap contracts at the the safety position. Um I'm going to say no Darius Slay has, has played his last game as a Lion. He will not be back even though our media good guy award winner. I'd love to see him back here in Detroit. So okay, who are your starting quarterbacks in, n- next year then? A free agent somewhere, Justin Coleman and another free agent or maybe a rookie? I mean
0: Oh yeah, that's going to for a win now mandate. Yeah, cornerbacks, yeah. Dude, what a, they'd
1: roll with that safety this year? They rolled with Will Harris, a third-round pick, and Tracy Walker who played okay the year before, Amani who, you know, same got not as much playing time as, as Tracy Walker did as a rookie, but, you know, Amani was okay for when he was on the field for the, you know, four games or whatever that he played. So I don't think he's the the solution, but, again, can you roll with him as your number 3 cornerback? If you have Justin Coleman and you you go out and sign Byron Jones or somebody in free agency, and then you add another rookie high in the draft, I, I you know, that's your top four cornerbacks right there. Not the most ideal. Again, no. I like Darius Slay. I would like Darius Slay back in Detroit, but uh, I don't know. I just think... At the end of the day, there's still the money issue, and uh, you know that's a tough one to broach for the for this team. Yeah, I just I just think you
0: cannot. You, you you've said it. They don't have a lot of blue chip players, and Slay is one of the few blue chip players they have, especially on defense. Now you're gonna have other holes to plug, like defensive tackle, uh, defensive end. You know, there's gonna be a lot of other things. I mean, don't don't mess with. You have a really good player there. You know, who I don't know if it was Bob Quinn who said at one time. I'm not in the business of getting rid of good players. You know, um, so. He's an elite player. You know? I mean you it'd be dumb. I don't and, and so you get more draft capital, whatever. A, a rookie is
1: not gonna solve your problems. It's very don't give me the Denzel word thing either. Denzel. The, Jeff Akuda, they're gonna have Jeff Akuda at number three. Jeff Akuda had a really good game the other day. I, I know man, he's a stud. Okay, he's a stud, but are you gonna hang your are you gonna bet
0: your, your career are you gonna bet your career on on Jeff Akuda, hmm. on a, on a rookie cornerback? And not only this, but, but, you know, and maybe it doesn't matter because it's like they're not looking at a long-term thing, whatever. But if they – if Bob Quinn screws up and they get rid of – I mean, the Quandre Diggs thing doesn't make him look good, right? It makes it – looks like a mistake, the way he's played in Seattle, you know. So the Darius like getting rid of a pro bowler. And you know he's going to be a pro bowler next year, you know, know, if he goes to another team, maybe an all-pro. Then that makes you look bad. Well, you have this rookie who's struggling or the rookie got hurt or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, then you – that's one of the big things that you're that you're going to struggle with. And Justin Coleman, I mean, you know, Bob Quinn said it himself. He was he had a dip in the middle of the season, you know, and they paid him
1: a lot of money. I mean, just because you go get a free agent doesn't mean they're going to be great necessarily. Absolutely, maybe we'll have to make another lunch bet on this, since you owe me one already, and we're tabling that till the spring. That's so. just too
0: much of a premium position to screw with. It I wouldn't do it. I I don't swallow your pride well, and
1: just just again. Bob also said today, uh, you know, he's not going to make. Um, the long term short term discussion and what sort of decisions you have to make you know oh, how, oh, no 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 no, no. Do you believe that yeah, i do i do you're going to use the
0: long term and the short term lens no i i do be, He can be fired after next year
1: because i think he's 100% right if you make all these short term decisions you're just going to be fired next year when they don't work when they backfire in your face you still have to you still have to strike a balance with that and paying Darius slay from a team's perspective um is probably not the right thing to do because yes, you can get one more year out of him. But if he wants fifteen, sixteen million dollars a year, whatever the the going rate, you know, that that he thinks he can get and then he's gonna miss all spring, all all again, once again, and I don't think that's a big deal, right? Players can do their own thing. But he comes into camp, you know, unhappy again. He dealt with the hamstring early this year. Who knows if that's a side effect from that? You know, you still have this you know, potentially unhappy player, you know, potentially a hurt player who still wants money. Uh, you know, I just, I think there's a, a lot there that, yes, it would hurt the Lions on the field. And again, I'm all for the Lions, you know, paying selfishly. I want the Lions to pay Darius Slay and, and for them to, to keep him in town. But I think if you make just a, a strict business decision from the Lions standpoint and you can get, let's just say, uh, you know, a second round pick for Darius Slay. Um, I don't know. I think that's a, a, a I think that's a trade that might be tough for the Lions to pass up on.
0: Well, I, I think they'd have to have a really strong indication from Darius Slay's agent um, that, or from him or his agent, that he would be holding out. Did he pull? He'd pull a? Did Jalen Ramsey hold out? Jalen Ramsey, or, or did he? Well, he sat out the middle of the season. Out, yeah. a
1: few games. If when he, he pulled faked his back injury,
0: if he pulled something like that, I don't think Slay would do that. I don't get that feeling. I think he'd miss the offseason stuff again. But I think he'd show up to training camp. Um, he's never been a guy who's had a worry about being out of shape whatever. So I think he'd be fine. Uh, but unless, if they had a strong indication that he's going to be disruptive and be holding out and all that, then I would say, all right, you've got to get rid of him. But if they don't have that indication, then well, well with him. Do what you can. Can you, can you massage the contract a little bit? Give him a little bit of a raise this year. Make him a little Worked happy? real well with
1: Damon Harrison. So why, yeah. not, why not do it again? Well, Damon Harrison's a different story. Maybe. Well, I guess these are the questions that we'll uh, we'll wait to have answered in the off season. Um, again, Bob Quinn, Matt Patricia, Matthew Stafford, all of them spoke today, sort of wrapping up the season, and uh, we'll wrap it up here as well. Carlos, uh, I probably won't see you for for a while, huh? April, uh, Aprilish, May, June. Wow, no, no. good. September. Oh, lucky me. September. God, I am a lucky guy. Uh, no, but uh, a good season as always. Uh, good videos as always. We always have fun talking about this stuff and we will continue to do it at some point here this off season. But that'll do it for now from out here in Allen Park. For Carlos Menares, I'm Dave Burkett, Freep.com.